Welcome to Real Estate Daily. It's your real estate guru, and we've got a great and fun day today. We're talking about myths of real estate. And, you know, I've been in several careers in my life, an, an attorney, a manager. I've been dean of a college. And it's the myths of real estate that really can get fun. Although all careers certainly have their myths about them. Because, you know, myths come from people not knowing, simply not knowing about a career and what's really happening. That's where they come from. People make assumptions, and their assumptions are usually not so great because they're not reality-based, and people make assumptions based upon something that doesn't serve the worker real well. By the way, good morning. I hope you're sipping a cup of coffee with me this morning, and it's another hot day in real estate. I got my Black Rifle coffee with me this morning, and let's get right into it. Myth number one, probably not going to surprise anybody on this channel, but myth number one, all realtors are rich. I love this myth that's out there. You actually hear it quite often that all realtors are wealthy. They're just wealthy people and they sell a couple houses, and they're just extremely wealthy. This, let me debunk it for you, debunk it for you right now. Realtors are not rich. <laughs> and, you know, realtors can have a phenomenal career. Abs and there are a few that do extraordinarily well. But to say they're rich, I guess it would all boil down to, what do you think that rich really is? Uh, you know, most realtors that are full-time, I'm talking full-time, are making a living. They're simply making a living at it. But by definition, let's just get into it here, because we're, we're getting rid of some myths. Most realtors aren't full-time. By definition, the majority are way part-time. The majority are selling less, you know, than, than two houses a year. A whole bunch of them are selling none. They're just holding a license. If you take the ones that are, are holding a license and doing something with it, the average is like two to four houses a year. It's really small. By, by the way, that will not make you rich. <laughs> That won't give you a living. In fact, by definition, most realtors are a secondary income, not the primary income of the household. It's a secondary income as an added value piece coming into the household. And it can be a wonderful second income. But getting rid of the first myth right out of the gate, all realtors are rich. No, I Absolutely not. All realtors are not rich. Let's hit our second myth and get into that. And that is, it costs nothing to be a realtor. You just declare that you're a realtor. Would be Here's how the myth goes. You declare you're a realtor and you start in being a realtor. That myth is, is, is let, let's just get rid of it right now. It's actually quite expensive to become a realtor. It's one of the cheapest careers to get licensed in. 
let me let's break this down a little bit because this myth can get a little complicated. It's one of the cheapest careers to get licensed. Now, in Oregon, like most states, it takes about 150 hours, takes 150 hours of study to be able to sit for your state exam and your federal exam. There's two exams, a state exam and a federal exam. And you have to have a minimum of 150 hours of documented study time. That's not just where you said, yeah, I studied at my house one day. No, it's, it, this is documented study time you have to have. And then you get to sit for the exam. And the exams cost. They cost money. Now, they're not a, a, a lightning amount of money, but they will. you're going to, to buy the course, you're going to be a few hundred dollars in. To sit for the exam, it's about 100 or something like, like that, dollars, $85. So not, not a lot. So you're, not, you're only a few hundred dollars in now. But you can't do anything after you pass. Until you become a member of all the different associations and the MLS systems. Here comes another $2,000. And by the way, all those fees come up every year. All your association fees. On top of that, let's remember, you're an independent contractor. You don't get health care. Your Social Security, both sides are on you. Largest tax we have in the United States is Social Security. It, as far as I know, always has been, at least since the inception of it. And at its current rate today, it is 17%. The typical worker working for a W-2, you know, a wage hourly, they only see the eight and a half. Because the employer pays the other 8.5%. As an independent contractor, guess what? I've got news for you. You will pay both sides. That's a 17% tax. Tell me about this cost nothing thing once again. It's, it's the same thing for contractors that are out there you know, building houses and things. They're in the same boat. On this one, costs can go crazy. By the way, all the costs of your car, it's on you. Your maintenance, it's on you. All the gasoline, it's on you. And the most valuable thing that we all have, time. <laughs> Good morning, by the way. The most valuable thing that we all have is time. And you can have a client drag you around showing them 20, 30 homes, it's gas, 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 time, time, time. Well, you could be looking for other clients, and then at the end of the day, they, they, they can't afford and they don't buy something. But you still have all of your time, your gas, your resources out there, and it's deep pockets. So this myth of it costs nothing to be a realtor, it's actually very expensive. It's one of the cheapest careers to initially get licensed. Extraordinarily expensive to get going and actually get clients in your pocket. How do you do that part? All right, let's head to the next myth. Next myth is for sale by owners, save money. Another complicated myth because it would seem so obvious that if you don't use an agent, you're going to save money. Well, this gets broken, and we, we can have, I can throw all kinds of stats at you. 
But if take a look at the National Association of Realtors. They have great statistics on for sale by owners and what's going on, as well as other organizations that track this. We know that for sale by owners will take substantially less at the end of the day, average of about 16%. It's huge. That's because the marketing for the home wasn't done well. It's also because they didn't know how to price the home correctly in the market. It's also because homes get way overpriced, which also has a pendulum impact. The pendulum effect. If you go way hard one way, the pendulum swings back way hard the other way. Agents with good research, solid research, can price the home appropriately and not make the not have it where the owner is waiting. You know, time once again is money. Once someone decides to sell, their hopes and dreams of moving are very high. So this concept that for so many owners can save money, it's not only that they don't save money, they typically leave a bunch of money on the table, even after paying all agency fees. Because let's face it, typical agent fees, five to seven percent, somewhere in there, who knows, something like that. And they're leaving double that or more on the table. This is just very sad that this myth even exists because it's just it's an untruth as to the reality of what's going on. And I'm not selling saying that you shouldn't sell your home yourself. Go ahead, that's fine. But you should know it is a myth that you are absolutely going to save money. That that is just simply an untruth. I hope you're having a good time this morning. I hope that you are involved. Let me know the myths that you hear in the comments below. I would love to hear the myths that you're hearing. You know, everybody in the industry, we hear these myths all the time. We're confronted with them. And other industries, of course, confronted with their, their own myths and misconceptions of any career. I mean, as dean of a college, people would typically say, do, do you have to do anything or you just kind of walk around? Well, there was a couple of things you have to do administratively, you know. <laughs> Every job has its duties. Pardon me while I'm drinking a little coffee here this morning. Slow, slow down a little bit. I can get wound up when it comes to things like myths because they aren't factually based, but they can be fun. When someone declares a myth to you, you just know absolutely it's not true. For example, you have to do an open house. And, and I, I don't have this on my list, but let me throw it, add it in. I want you to do an open house because I want my house to sell right away. I love this myth. I want you to do an open house because I want my house to sell right away. They're tying two concepts together. One is, I want you to do an open house. The other concept is, because I, I want my house to sell right away. Well, we know this. 
2% of the houses sell because of an open house. 98% don't. So you might ask yourself, why do agents do open houses? It's quite simple, to get clients. I, I hate to break that down, but as agents, we do it to get clients. We don't do it because your house is going to sell because of it. Your house is probably going to sell because of the marketing efforts being put out by the agent. That's how it's going to sell, not because it's on an open house. If you get lucky, maybe it will. It's possible. But even for the offers that are accepted after an open house, didn't often come because of the open house. It became came because of the marketing efforts that were done outside of that. That that is huge. Okay. So for sale by owners, that that's always a tough one because it appears that you're saving all that money when in reality you're not. But let's let's go to the other one that pairs up with the for sale by owner myth. The other one that pairs up with it is go directly to the listing agent. And you will save lots of money. Go directly to the listing agent of the home and you will simply save lots and lots and lots of money. Don't ever use a buyer's agent. Okay. <laughs> Once again, let's break down the myth. It is an absolute myth. You're not going to save money by going to the listing. For number one. The listing agent is contracted with who? Hmm. Who is the con are they contract? I think we know this answer. They're contracted with the seller of the home, the homeowner. That's who they're contracted with. And that's who they have fiduciary duties with. And the duty of loyalty, the duty of care, the duty of accountability, all the fiduciary duties go towards the person they're in contract with. So you bypass a buyer's agent, go directly to the listing agent. It's already advertised that there is a commission sitting there. They're unlikely to renegotiate that. It can be, though. All Let me be clear before someone gets me in trouble here or I get myself in trouble. All commissions are negotiable, and I and they're negotiable up to the bitter end, the last day. Absolutely, they are. But it's not just the commission is the problem. Even if you take time and negotiate the commission, if you're not represented equally and a balance on both sides, and you're dealing directly with the person, who is the listing agent in contract with the homeowner. Aren't they really working for the homeowner? They're not working for the buyer. Come on. You, I know you know this. They're not working for the buyer. They're working for the homeowner that they already have a relationship with and a signed contract with. They're not working to get the house down less for you. They're not working to get all the repairs done for you. They're working to get this deal to close for their seller. It's not just a commission problem. Because the commissions can be negotiated. Absolutely. No question about it. 
But it's not just a commission issue. It's the entire transaction issue. And I want you to have a good deal. But to have a good deal, use an agent in the industry that can balance the negotiation table. That way you both have agents. You're both at the table. And it is a fair transaction reaching across the table fairly with a across the table handshake. That's what you want. Even nobody, nobody's getting ripped off. Nobody's hiding the ball on you. Nobody's doing something you don't know. And so many times people, you know, they're not professionals in the industry. They don't know what to ask. I mean, come on. I don't know what to ask as an electrician. I'm not an electrician. I've tried to do little things in my home, like replace a, a, a light socket or something. But really, I'm not an electrician, and I don't understand the problems. I wouldn't even know the questions to begin to ask. And this is the same thing in real estate. People don't know the questions to begin to ask. Yo, you, you are the licensed professional in real estate. And this is a myth that people go directly to the listing agent and save money. And it's not just the commission that we're talking about here. Woo! That's a tough one. Going directly to the listing agent. That's a tough myth. It's a tough myth to debunk. You know, I used to love to watch the show Mythbusters. That was that is a good. I don't think they're on anymore, but that, that is a good show. So, so in the comments below, tell me about your greatest myth that you have heard. What is the most outlandish myth that you've heard that you had to take time and explain the problem? There are so many out there that is it is just incredible i'm only going over a few of them today but there are so many myths that are out there all right let's let's move on to the next myth realtors now let, let's get this <laughs> realtors don't work hard you know it's that old myth of you don't do anything you just you, you just collect you know twenty thousand dollars you you really as an industry you, you don't work hard. You just attach your name to a deal and you end up getting a bunch of money. Come on. That is not true. Realtors, just like other, other careers, just like attorneys, just like accountants, plumbers, you name it, these are hardworking people. They have a whole bunch of continued education they have to keep up with every year. They have to report every two years in Oregon, and most states are something like that. They have to report in Oregon 30 hours of continued education just to keep up with their career. Let me tell you, realtors are hard, particularly the ones that are full-time at it. But even the part-timers, which is even probably harder on the part-timers because they don't know the documents as well. Because they're not doing it as much. That's all. Realtors are hardworking people that want to serve their clientele. This is a servant leadership opportunity career. 
To be in servant leadership is to know that the people you are serving, you are the servant of them, and you are bringing them information with goodwill, loyalty, duty of care. You want to do something for them. If, if it's not for that, let me tell you, the hourly rate in this career for most people is really poor. But people don't calculate it that way. They don't calculate it down into an hourly rate because they shouldn't calculate it that way. Thank goodness they're not calculating themselves as an hourly rate because the hours of this career can get very long. I My suggestion, you've heard me on other videos talk about time blocking and what you should do to build your career. And I suggest four days a week, four 45-minute dedicated periods of time that you are uninterrupted working on your career in your office, getting a hold of your clients, making phone calls, doing emails, doing videos. But that is not the whole thing. That's only those four 45-minute four days a week time blocks. Everything else becomes out of the office. Showing the houses, which can take hours and hours and hours. Lining up tours. Lining up tours, it's not just like, you know, it, it happens magically. It's a lot of work. You've got a tour of six homes, and you're trying to make it where you're hitting these homes in succession. And you don't want to go back and forth across town if you don't have to and wasting your gas or your client's time. So you're trying to make it where you're going to them in succession of time and location. This is hard work. This will take some focus. It's like any career, it's going to take focus if you want to do well. This myth that realtors don't work hard is outlandish. Absolutely insane. Okay. Agents will say anything. The next myth. Agents will say anything. You know, agents, I really, as an attorney, people know you're licensed. As an accountant, people know you're licensed. And people expect that you have continued education and you have rules that you have to follow. You have letters of confidentiality with your clients, all of this stuff. I think the news has not gotten out there well that real estate agents also are licensed and have duties of loyalty and have a bar of ethics that they have to follow and they are tested on the ethics, well, at least every two years, you're tested on the ethics to even get licensed. There is a whole list of ethical rules that you have to follow. It's not short. Go look up the the National Association of, of Realtors Rules of, eth of Ethical Behavior. It is substantial. So this thing that agents will say anything. You know, you always have somebody out there that may, may say something and, and anything. But most are aware of their career and aware that they are bound by all of these duties and rules 
and they want to adhere to it. They want to do well. This myth that agents will say anything to get your deal is simply false. They won't say anything to get the deal. They won't agree to anything to get the deal. Your house is worth $400,000. You want to advertise it for $600,000. The majority of realtors are going to walk away and say, no, it's unethical for me to even list your house that far above a reasonable selling price. It's not going to sell. There is a bandwidth. And it, there's not direct rules like 10, 20%. It's not that. It is for the agent to declare, but we're talking about something that's way outside of anybody's bandwidth, that nobody would ever think the house would sell for that, those kind of dollars. It'd be unethical to even advertise it for that. There is in the Articles of Ethics an area called zealous advocacy. And you have to be zealous for your client. But you also have to combine that with the other one that you have agreed to work together for the common good. So you can't just run roughshod over everybody. You can't go around lying. There's direct rules against that. And you will lose your license or you will be sanctioned for it. So will agents say anything to get a deal? I hope not. I, you know, you can't speak for everybody, but the vast majority, the answer is no, they won't say anything. They will follow the rules. They will follow code of ethics. They will follow their license law. And it is specific. It is significant that's out there. And agents want to follow it and do a good job. This is tough because people do think agents will say anything to get a deal. It's just so much money. They'll say anything to get a deal. Well, let's talk about how much money it is. The next myth, agents always get or they always make at least 6%. Well, let's break this down a little bit. First, there is no rule on how much money you, on commission to charge for a house. There's no rule. You're not allowed to collude with, uh, with other brokerages. You're not even allowed to talk about this with other brokerages. So this thing that's out there, 6%, 7%, 8 whatever it is, 5%, name your number. We're not even allowed to talk to each other. This would be a collusion issue. It, this is a problem in the industry if you start doing this. So if it, if it was, just pretending it was 6% in the contract, well, that 6% is immediately divided between buyer and seller. So now you're down to three. So $400,000 house, total is $24,000, a big chunk of change for sure. And now you're taking 3% three, 3 of the 400, so you're down to $12,000. Still a good chunk of change for an agent, right? That's not what they're getting. <coughs> Most agents, by definition, work for a principal broker. They work for a bro brokerage. And they have to share that with their brokerage because the brokerage itself has advertising costs and costs of doing business. So they're going to have some form of a split with their brokerage. They're not going to get the $12,000. Maybe they're going to get 50% of that. 
Maybe they're going to get 80% because the splits are all over the place. And it depends on so many factors. And today's not the day to go into, into all that. But there's a lot of factors of how, how splits might work for any individual brokerage. But what comes out of it is that they're not walking out with $24,000, the 6% of, of $400,000. they are not walking out with $12,000. They're walking out with something less. And then after all of that is said, let's remember, these are independent contractors that pay their own taxes, pay both sides of the Social Security at 17%, remember, the 8.5% plus the employer's 8.5%. So they're paying both sides of it. Plus, they have all of their own advertising they're responsible for, their car maintenance, their gas, that everything that goes into it has to come out of this number. Suddenly, people begin to realize when you break this down, they're really not working for very much money. Those that are selling a couple houses a year might make enough to pay their annual dues. That's what it boils down to. That, and that is tough. Right, I would love it if you'd take a minute. Put a comment down below about the myths that you hear. What kind of myths are you hearing in the end? Myths are fun. You know, when someone says a myth to you, don't get mad at them. Tr take that as a moment of education for our career. We want to dispel the myths, not insult people about them. Myths get out there because people have an idea. They don't have the facts. So in the comments below, tell me what you think of the myths. Tell me what, you, what you're hearing out there is myths. Then take a minute and hit the like button. I would love it. I absolutely get off on people hitting the like button. And open up. The Guru Members Only Weekly Events to Subscribers Only. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. It will open up the Member Only Events that are weekly, where we take a deeper dive into the market. We take a deeper dive into your career in building your career to the biggest and largest it could ever be in 22. That is my personal goal, is putting more money, more clients, more business in your pocket in 22 than ever before. I'm your real estate guru. This is Real Estate Daily, and we will be talking tomorrow.